does putting your dog in his crate as a timeout work when they misbehave? Um, I, I don't know because we've never done it before. I don't believe I don't believe in doing timeout with my kids, and my kids are well behaved, and I don't believe in doing timeout with a dog. I think it's just I just don't see the rationale behind it. Um, my corrections are uh, our corrections, our philosophy on corrections is one and done. It's one second. Now let's move on with life. It's not bad dog go in your crate and you know I, I, think I, about what you've yeah, done. Yeah, think about what you've done. It's like you know you've been bad. You go in your crate right now. It's like so no so so we don't do that at all. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman of the Satellite Canine Training What Would Jeff Do Show. Hope everybody's doing okay on this wonderful Friday. Um, the show runs from 7 to 8 p.m. We do this three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was a pleasure to have you here. You know, it's tired. It's a long day today. Very, very tiring. Very, very tiring. I've been up since two, like five days in a row, two, two o'clock, between two and two, 2.08. What the heck's going on? Is that my new wake up time? Maybe it is. Maybe. I don't know. Might be my new 4 a.m. Uh, There's a Q&A show. You ask your dog training questions. And you'll see if, you, if you're brand new to the show, you'll notice that most of the questions are based on how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? And um, so how do you stop an unwanted behavior is through the application of an inhibitor, which is also a punisher. Call it a correction. You can call it anything you want, but it's not a reward. I'll tell you that much. On the flip side, we reward-based trained dogs here. We do all marker training. Um, we do a ton of markers. Even with the no, we use a marker. Like even before we correct a dog, we use a marker. So there's clarity. I think the biggest thing probably is you need clarity, whether it's yes or no. Mm -hmm. If it's yes or no, it's fair. Then it's, then it's very, very fair. Um, we go on the road. Um, go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. You can see our schedule. First one is in July. We're shooting for the July. Which we should, we're supposed to be in Vegas this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that weird. Yeah. I know. So that's a year ago was a bonking incident. No, it's last like September. We did it earlier. Oh, we, we did it earlier. Yes, earlier right. Yeah. So, uh, so we're supposed to be in Las Vegas. Incident. The scene of the crime. <laughs> the scene of the crime. Dog. So, um, uh, and then we got the training center, which we're at now here, which we do full board and train. We've been open throughout the whole pandemic. Hey, Eric, how are you? Love I was going to say, look, Eric's on the show. And um, so let's get right into the show because we usually don't get through all the questions, I know. Um, so let's make sure we get all the questions answered. You could, could do something called top chat. A lot of people, what they'll do is they'll do top chat. It's like, number one, your question is to the top of the queue. We'll answer the question right away. But some people like to throw a little bit of cash our way just to appreciate all the free content that um, uh, you've been putting up and that, that we've been producing. And um, over the last 15 years, um, there's been a lot of great stuff that's helped a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. It's, it's, really, it's really, really interesting that, that so many people comment. They'll make a comment like today saying, you know, I got a dog a year ago and I've, I've been watching your content. It's really made a dramatic difference and, and um, which is code word for they've been busting their ass. Right. You know, I, I, that's what I think I want people to realize is, is the, 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 you can make a lot of progress in a couple of weeks 
it's like sort of like what you do with your you know your physical fitness coach. It's like sure, the first week or two, sometimes people lose a lot of weight, but then like now the real work begins. Mm. Now the real work begins, mm -hmm. and then you look after the consistency. Yes, and then you stick you stick That's to the it. Real work. You stick to it, and a year from now, you look totally different. Yeah, you look totally different. So jump right in and ask ask the questions. Don't touch. I got it. Okay. Let me scroll, Brandon. How do you bonk a dog in a crate or is the crate that gets bonked in that situation? Um, um, I'm not sure which situation you're talking about, but you can bonk the crate. No. And then bonk the crate. You can say no. Usually for whining or barking in the crates, you can do that. Um, we've had dogs that we've had actually take out of the crate and bonk. And you, you say, wow, that seems a little bit harsh. Well, when you deal with a dog that's a crate breaker, there's a lot of dogs out there that break out of crates. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of dogs. Actually, if you watch our Instagram stories this morning at 2 a.m., um, I it was around 2 a.m. I documented uh, Hazel, who slept through the night now. Yep. And uh, I didn't see her beady eyes once. Well, that's when, good. When I say beady eyes, it's because we've got a night vision camera on her. So, so little glowing so eyes. So they little glowing eyes. But her head was down, and she slept through the night. And now we've moved her out of her super secure kennel into a normal crate. And we've moved her into a little uh, small area away from the other dogs because we wanted to really, really see how things are going. And she's doing fantastic. She's doing so super proud, super proud of her. Next. Brandon, in a multi-dog home, is it fine to give the dog with perfect behavior more attention and praise than the other dog who routinely gives me the finger? Thanks. Yeah, Brandon, I mean, they're your dogs. You can do whatever you want to. I mean, how about this situation? There's dogs that want more attention. There's dogs that don't want more. It's the other way around, actually. There's, there's some dogs that don't want more attention. I remember Big Mama, one of the dogs that I had, she, she just preferred not to be pet too much. Mm -hmm. Just I was like, no, I just walk around and look for rats to kill. And, you know, that's all I really care about. And then there's other dogs that want lots of attention. So, but when you have a dog with behavioral problems and you're struggling with behavioral problems, mm. especially like separation anxiety, resource guarding, things like that. I mean, I think it's really, really important that you're really, really careful on how much attention you give them. It's one of the first things you should probably try to cut out, which is really hard for a lot of people to do. I know. Next. Really, really. Really. You shouldn't get that. Really, really. And six times he said it. It's really, really important. Um, Melissa said, good evening, all. Hey, hey Melissa. Melissa. Hey, thanks for being here. Karen Wright, good morning, my favorite dog trainers. Thank you for everything. Oh, Karen, thank you so much. Good thank morning. You. So where are you? Thank you for the kind words. Isn't it good night? Where is she? Where would be opposite us? She's, right in, the, she's in the U.S. She is? I think Karen is, yeah. Hmm. I mean, morning, it would be 13 hours. It would have to be Australia. It's tomorrow. Maybe New Zealand. Australia. Japan. Eric. Hey, guys. Hey, Eric. Um, hey, Eric. Hoping you're having a great time on the lake. Sarah Bug Art. Hey, J&J &J and everyone in the chat tonight. I hope everybody is doing well. Yeah, I think they are. We're doing well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no reason why not to do well. You woke up this morning. True that. Yep. Lori. Hey, hey, all. Hey, hey, hey. Randy says hello, guys. Hey, Kathy Randy. B says hi to all. Hey, Kathy B. Eric, explain the process for bringing a dog out of a crate to bonk, please. Immediately put back in the crate. Yeah, you do. You you. What we do with this is Eric is the dog's got a remote collar on, and we use the tone button. So tone, which is your no marker, so the dog doesn't just think you're randomly just walking up to the crate and pulling the dog out. So we hit tone, and then you go walk up to the crate nice and slow, slip lead, slip the dog, bring it out, and you can say no again if you want to, and bonk, put the dog back in, and again. If you're just if you're not familiar with this, it sounds really harsh. Oh my gosh, you're just dragging dogs out of their crates and bonking them. It's like, like we are, we're a rehab facility. We are rehabbing these dogs. Mm -hmm. These are not dogs who are like these 
uh, uh, perfect or near perfect dogs. These are dogs who struggle with extreme issues. Yeah. Extreme issues. Every behavior to the extreme. So, so when you've got a dog that literally for two years has been keeping their owners up at night, when you have a dog that whose owners cannot leave the house for five minutes, for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes, when it always has to have a pet sitter or has to go to daycare, um, when the neighbors are always like, we get dogs like that. We get dogs that rip out all their teeth on crates. We get dogs um, that break out of crates to go attack dogs. Yes. So um, it's really, really important that the dog understands the concept of cut the shit. Mm -hmm. So that's how you do it. And then you put the dog back in the crate. Yes. Alex says, good evening, J&J. &J. Hey, good evening. How are you? Ethan, where do you buy your prong collars? Oh, we get prong, prong collars from different wholesalers. Just just Google prong collars wholesale. You, you can get them. I actually, I mean, even Amazon or dog.com has really good prices. Next. <clears throat> Todd, our dog follows my wife around constantly. It's cute, but can be annoying. Any suggestions for getting her to be less clingy? So, Todd, it's actually not cute. In, my, in, the, in the rehab behavior modification world, it's actually not cute. Okay, that's like someone saying, gosh, that's a beautiful heroin needle. Jeez. So um, the reason is, is because your dog could start struggling with um, separation anxiety, but also resource guarding your wife to the point where you might, and maybe this, maybe you don't want to hug your wife anymore. So then let it ha keep happening where you actually won't be able to hug your wife because the dog will bite you. Like that, that's another thing that like we, we get those dogs in here. Mm -hmm. We have couples that have not been able to embrace in front of the dog for five years because someone's getting bit. Mm -hmm. Like, or even have like it, a right play argument or like anything. No, like not any like, sort of yes. like play in the house because the dog will bite them. We have a dog coming in where there's if there's a voice raised, if there's a voice raised, the dog bites somebody. Yeah, we have one right now too yep. who just came in. Yep. Anytime the two sons get into a scuffle or yes. like disagreement she runs and bites them yep yep so i mean it's the you know but play fighting or anything, anything wrestling that, yeah things that kids do in houses right mm -hmm. so people i don't know if people realize that so and how did it start probably by following the following around next um oh, so, so i'm sorry so how do you so how do you stop it teach the dog be out command meaning get out of here like get out of my space and i've got a video on that next you sure Hater Slayer, how do y'all, how might one go about working a dog through fear of thunderstorms while out of the crate? That's a hard one. Someone asked that the last time too, yeah. the last show. That's a, that's a hard, there's, there's a couple different theories on that. Some people will say, you know, engage with a dog during a thunderstorm, you know, for some reason, all these dogs that we work with that are afraid of thunderstorms and in a lot of environmentals, the last thing they want to do is work during a thunderstorm. Yeah. So <laughs> how do we get dogs to get over certain fears? We teach them some baseline stuff without that environmental, yep. and then we introduce the environmental. The issue is you don't know when a thunderstorm is going to happen. You might not be around. Like, you're going to be at work, the dog's at home, and there's a thunderstorm, and it's like, do I go home and now try to, like, work the dog? So it can be a little bit challenging, but I think our overall program, we get dogs that are coming that are car sick. We never address car sickness, No. but our overall program stops car sickness. Mm -hmm. um, we don't directly address uh, pee, like nervous pee, excitement pee, um, uh, things like that. But our overall program addresses that just by helping the dog with a different state of mind and getting it to go from high drive to relaxed on command. Um, 
So uh, with the th thunderstorm phobia is, I think if you get your dog used to a lot of different env environmentals, that's going to help. Next. Um, Kionda, hey, J&J, what do you guys do for dogs who check the crate door with their noses when you close the door and lock it? Uh, cor we correct them. We correct them. So a lot of dogs will do that, but they'll go from anything from just nose bumping it to outright literally trying to bite your hand as you latch it. Yep. So that gets a correction. It's the same thing as if, if I see a dog in the uh, 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 the camera, the security camera, we have a little nest cam that we put on certain dogs. Um, if, they, if they try to paw at the crate, nose the crate, do anything to get out of the crate, they get corrected for that on the remote collar. So they, they need to understand that that's not a good thing to do. They need to understand. And some people are like, oh, it's cute. It's cute until your dog breaks its teeth, rubs its nose raw, and rips out all of its toenails. And now it's not cute anymore. So that's 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 the thing. And, and this is what we see. I think I'm really trying to, you know, educate. I love it when owners sit on the couch and talk about what they struggle with. Mm. I really want people to understand, like, there's a lot of owners out there that are struggling. Number yeah. one it makes other people that are struggling not feel alone because mm -hmm. I think that's very, very helpful. Um, but also I want people to realize it's like, yeah, there's dogs out there that are actually like not your dog who you, you has no behavioral problems right. or has behavioral problems that like really don't bother you that much. Next. Uh, best behaved pups, Karen. Good evening. Jeff and Joelle had an insane week. Missed both zoom calls this week. So glad to join you tonight. Oh, well, glad you're here. Yes, you did miss them both. I noticed that. Alex, hey, Jane Jay, I used a bonker for a car, bike, and joggers. It helped tremendously. Thanks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. If you don't know what a bonker is, look it up online. Look at my YouTube channel. Or just Google it on, on any any search engine. You'll see you'll see me on the front page of the Scottish newspaper. Um, and then you'll, but if you want to actually see how they're properly used, how they're properly made, um, you can go to our own YouTube uh, video. Um, and if you want to see the unedited, uh, 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 non-hate version, you can just come to go to our website next. Um, Alex, hey, J&J. I just read that. Ethan, my healer is a bad puller. So what you want to do is a lot of dogs are bad pullers, no matter what the breed is. Get yourself, um, probably want to get yourself, what, a 225 for a, for a, for a, for a blue healer. Yeah. Um, get a 225 millimeter prong collar. Watch the video on... How to, how to size it, how to put it on, how to introduce it, and how to start using it. Next. Mm, Otis, does putting your dog in his crate as a timeout work when they misbehave? Um, I, I don't know because we've never done it before. I don't believe I don't believe in doing timeout with my kids, and my kids are well-behaved, and I don't believe in doing timeout with a dog. I think it's just – I just don't see the rationale behind it. Um, my corrections are uh, – our corrections, our philosophy on corrections is one and done. It's one second. Now let's move on with life. It's not bad dog going your crate and, you know. I, think I, about what you've yeah, done. Yeah, think about what you've done. It's like, you know, you've been bad. You go in your crate right now. It's like, so, no, so, so we don't do that at all. Next. Dogs love their crates here. Yeah. Um, the geography channel. I can't potty train my puppy. He only likes peeing on the carpet. And when I take him outside, he waits to go back inside to pee in the house. Um, what I would probably do is... I would probably call a remnant place, a carpet remnant place, and I would probably put carpeting, replace the grass in your backyard with carpeting. So I'll go pee outside. Solid advice. That's what I would do. Get like orange shag. That'd be nice. Could you imagine an orange shag backyard? I could actually. With like a strobe light, disco lights. Little pool. Little pool. 
That'd be fun. A little tiki bar. Yeah. Yeah. So what you want to do is this. Number one, your dog probably is not fully emptying their bladder. Um, take the dog to the same potty spot. Stand there. Stand in one place. Don't let your dog like walk around, sniff, sniff, sniff. Stand in one spot. Go potty. If your dog doesn't go potty, immediately go back in. Put your dog in the crate. Or what you can do is your dog does go potty. Go back in. Put your dog in the crate. Go back out five minutes later. Make sure the dog goes potty again. Next. Um, Nicole, two-part question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The, part, uh, the second part uh, might have gotten lost. Oh, my God. I know. I was going to tell you not now to do that. Now I just got fucking I know. Are you freaking kidding these two, me? These two-part questions, I think we can only be able to answer one I part at a time. I can't. If you can't fit it in the box, that's what she said. If you can't fit it in the box, then it, it, we have no idea where it's going to go. Next. That's what she said, too. Yep. Um, <laughs> Nicole, two-part question. Four-year-old reactive dog only pulls on leash when she sees some dogs. Yeah. Scans, even when healing and walking nicely. That's it. How should that be addressed since she is in a heel? I don't want to give mixed signals. Also, we pass other reactive dogs, and sometimes she doesn't react back, but pass a dog walking calmly, and my dog goes nuts. Thoughts? So your dog's just an inconsistent healer. So scanning, we stop, though. We stop the scanning. So I think this is the thing is your dog can, your dog can learn not to scan. So what you can do is a couple of things. You're walking, walking, walking. Your dog starts to scan. Watch the spatial pressure exercise move. It's in our do-it-yourself 2020 um, how-to series, which I think is only on Patreon now. We it's move on those Patreon. on Patreon. Join our Patreon channel. We've got a lot of great videos exclusively on Patreon. Um, you can do that. Also, if your dog starts to scan a lot, do the 180 move the way I do 180 for, do for dogs that are like scanning or excessive pulling. Do that. Um, and also when you remote collar train your dog, you can actually correct your dog for scanning. I'm not against scanning. I'm not against a dog looking at something, but I'm against like leash reactivity. So all these things are like around leash reactivity. Well, that's another thing that people are like, oh, you don't let dogs sleep in beds. I'm like, if your dog's got no behavioral problems, your dog can sleep in bed. What do I care? Spoon with your fucking dog. It doesn't matter to me, but if your dog's got like separation anxiety or resource guards, you or explosive stuff or aggression, those are probably bad options. Mm. Um, Maddie, my dog isn't super reliable with commands under distraction, so I wouldn't consider her obedient. Is it still okay to correct with e-collar for being aggressive towards strangers entering the home? So Maddie, two separate issues. You could have a dog that knows zero commands and it's still not okay to go after people that come in your house. You can have a dog that is a world champion in obedience and it still can't go after people that come in your house. Two totally separate things. One is really dangerous, bad behavior, and one is obedience. So they're not connected. So yes, the question is, forget about the first part. Like nothing else matters other than the second part of your question is, what do I do when my dog goes after people in the house? And that would be a correction. Next. Eileen. Hi, Eileen from Charlton. Hey, Eileen. How are you? Karen, I love the Big Mama video when she had the puppies. By the way, I'm in Western Australia. Got it. Perth, probably. Man, I'd love to be in Australia. Yeah, I know you would. Okay. <laughs> Kathy. I'm reminded every day you'd love to be anywhere but here. <laughs> every day. Um. So I broke the law by using a closed playground as a fun area for my dog, LOL. Had him sliding down slides, jumping obstacles, jumping on benches for place. 
he started growling at a dog being walked by and I was able to just give him a stern no and he quit. So I just continued on with obstacles. Good boy for listening. So I don't know if it's an actual law or they just highly recommend you don't do it. Which part? The one about playing in a, putting your dog in a closed playground. I don't know if it's an actual law or they just make a suggestion. Like, are you actually breaking the law? I think right now it's closed because of COVID. Right. So it's like, which law? Is it the dog not allowed or is it you just nobody's allowed? Nobody's allowed. Not even kids. I know. Next. Alex, I have a question. Right after I bonk my dog, he lunges. Should I reset the dog and do it again? Yeah. Yeah. Role play it. Role play it. What you do is you like set it back up. Roll play it, set it back up, roll play it, set it back up, roll play it. Next. Linda, what should I do if my dog, which I previously bonked, barks at the door a bit but stops and walks to me as soon as he sees me? Um. Uh, so if you were not in the room, the dog would continue to bark. So I would, did you say no before you bonked? And I would get a remote collar and I would use the remote collar to correct the dog for barking at the door. Next. Alex, any ideas when the Las Vegas seminar might be rescheduled or is it postponed indefinitely? Thank you. Oh, it's not postponing indefinitely. We just don't know. There's a couple of different factors. Number one, it's at the Flamingo Hotel. So when, what I mean by that is that like we've got to we've got to find out when the hotel opens up. Like when it when our when our casino hotel is going to open up in Las Vegas. They might be the last to open up. Mm. So and especially the big huge ones. Um, number one. Number two. Um, when can we start doing seminars again? So, I mean, in, in tw- it's going to happen. I mean, in 2021, it's going to happen. You know, in 2020, is it going to happen? There are dates in August that are available. I've got two dates in August that are available. The problem is we are not going to be in Las- We don't want to do Las Vegas in August. The dogs will die. I mean, not inside. It's, the- it's indoors. No, but but just transporting like back and forth. Uh, yeah. It's just not safe. Yeah. I would be very, very uncomfortable. You know, I wouldn't want my dog even walking from like the car to inside um, in the middle of the day in Las Vegas in August. Yeah, It's so freaking hot there. The pavement, they'll burn their pads. Next. Murph. Hey, Jeff and Joel. I just wanted to say I love you guys and all the things that you do. I really appreciate you guys. Oh, Murph, we love you too. We Thank love you. you too. All right. Please don't bump me down. Ah, Kionda. Um, also, should I correct for arousal when I grab leashes or scoop dog food? It makes my dog whine from excitement, and if he's in the kennel, he will stand and start to pace in the kennel. Yes. If I walk away, hold on, there's more. I'm so scared to scroll down. Yeah, right there. Ooh, right there. If I walk away without giving him the food or putting the leashes on, he whines. So walking away is it that you have to give a correction. No incorrect. Next. Emily. Going camping with a reactive GSD and friends. That's How would you let the dog warm up to our friends? We were thinking of letting him watch us interact with friends from afar and slowly bringing him closer. Yeah, do that. Maybe show maybe show your dog pictures of your friends, like past adventures you've gone on. So what I, what I would do is this, is Emily, is tell your friends not to try to be friends with your dog. Teach your dog to exist. Literally just like, the best way to greet a dog is not greet the dog. Yep. That's literally the best way. Ignore the dog. Make direct eye contact and go like this. No, I'm get kidding. Get Don't down, do that. Get down on your hands and knees and make kissy noises. So, no, literally, but what we want people to understand is it just ignore the dog. So, what I would do is I would just ask your friends to be like, yep, we're going to meet you and just ignore the dog the whole trip. Yeah, that's it. Next. $5 top chat from Brandon. He says, can't thank y'all enough. Oh, Brandon, thank you so much. Use that five dollars. 
Not on Starbucks anymore. Buy me coffee. I'm say not on Starbucks anymore. But if you want to, I will. Are you serious? Once was free because I had bonus points but saved you could, up. You would have brought something back for me. And the second time, I was like, "Well, dog's gonna get off property." See, I'm back into old habits now. That shit's so easy to slide and, into. And you don't, you don't bring anything back. No, nothing at all. Because <laughs> why? Because you think you'll get in trouble? Because I now know you went there. Yeah. I like chug it in my car. I'm like, and then I throw it away in the dumpster before I even come in the building. Is that the only reason why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just drinking it real quick. Uh, I didn't go today. So that's good. Oh, <laughs> um, let's see. Sarah said, yesterday I was introducing the e collar. The dog didn't show any signs of feeling it. Then on level 10, she yelped and jumped. I turned it down a few, but she had the same reaction. Thoughts? Well, you got dog's attention. Probably fit. Check for collar fit. Make sure both contacts are, are, are um, also, I don't know what brand you're using. So level 10 on a sport dog, if it even goes up to 10, is high. On an e-collar technology or dog try, it's not very high at all. Um, chances are it's fit. So what you want to do is make sure you got proper fit. Next. Tigres, good evening. My German Shepherd started to lunge and bark at people while sitting in the back of my car with the windows rolled down. Any suggestions? Remote collar correction. Yes. And maybe a type. Maybe put your dog into a tie back so it doesn't go flying out of your car. Ed, hey, Jeff and Joelle. Any suggestions in helping nine-month puppy to overcome fear of big cars, trucks while walking? Tried correcting with e-collar but made it worse. Thanks. Um, your timing might have been a little bit off. What I would do is, number one, is start teaching your dog a, a really good heel around smaller environmentals. Start from a distance. Work your way in. And chances are the first sign of you're not you're not catching your dog at the first sign of arousal. I really want people to understand that this concept with the e-collar fixes everything by pushing a button is not just, it's just not happening. It just, it just, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. There's training involved in it. Like we have a dog here right now um, that is like, some days are good. Some days are not good. We have dogs here that we all struggle with. It's like, yep. How, how was that dog today? Freaking exploded out of a walk. Uh, everybody. Or exploded for one handler, didn't explode for another handler, another trainer. Or, oh my God, I had four great days and the fifth day it was a shit show. It happens to us too. It happens to us too. It's all part of the, the, the training curve. And I think we have to look at the big game and not necessarily the small game. So what you want to do is, is, is start having smaller wins and see if you can start stacking those small wins into a big win. Next. Riley, first time actually making it on a live, kind of off subject, but any tips on a DIY dog pool ramp or how to recreate yours? Been watching your videos for months and love all the free help and support. So always, <clears throat> I'm sure there's something online on how to make a pool ramp. We have a deck and all it is is just two hinges, right? From the deck to a, to a ramp with two up and down pieces, like a table. So imagine a table with only two legs. And then the side that doesn't have the legs, imagine hinges. And those hinges go onto the deck. And it goes in a downward angle. There's your ramp. That's sort of like what we did. Mm -hmm. It was like a picnic table, but not quite. Next. Uh, the Noble Dogs, what is one of your personal favorite rewarding dog training memories or stories? Ooh. There's so many of them. There's so many. I, I'm like trying to think right now. Grant, I couldn't even remember. I mean, I've worked with over 10,000 dogs. I, I'm just trying to think, is there one that really stands out? I'd have to, I'd have to, I'm sorry, Grant. I'd have to really think about that. 
I don't know. There's been so many. So many. So many. And it might not be rehabbing an aggressive dog. It might be like something else. We have so many people at our seminars, at our boarding train, who literally have said, you saved our dog's life. You saved our marriage. Mm-hmm. You saved our world. We can't thank you enough. I, I, that, that's like common here. It's so common. Yeah. Especially at seminars. It's just so common. Next. Um, Susan, hi guys. I'm reading the Good Dog Way book so that in four weeks we will be prepared to be the leaders that Cinna needs. Thank you. All right. She's a pleasure. She went swimming today. She's such a good girl. Yes, Susan. She's doing she's doing great. Started to do duration work. No whining, no nonsense. But it might come out. That's the thing. Yeah. It's only so, two days. Yeah, some of these dogs they get here and they'll be like, Yeah, I'll buy into this shit for a little bit. But then yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Happens a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm staying here. Oh, like, Hold on. Carol Ann Smith. One of my dogs guards the garden like hell. He's not human aggressive at all, but thought about going for my hand on the lead that stopped him going for the dog. He thought better, but was still trying to get to the fence like a crazy ninja. Other two look on like, oh, here we go. So I think ninjas are pretty not crazy, though. I think in order to be a ninja, you have to have your... Pretty, like, calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. I think if you're a crazy ninja, they kick you out at ninja school. Probably. It's like, um, no. You're crazy. No ninja. No ninja. No ninja for you. Mm -mm. (laughs) You're not getting any freaking throwing stars. (laughs) stars. Hell no. Hell no. You're giving ninjas a bad name. Yeah. This ain't the crazy ninja school. ninja school. So um, what I would do is I'd get, uh, again, a remote collar. Was it fence fighting? Sounds let, like fence fighting. Yeah. So let the dog go to the fence, make it suck. So let the dog go to the fence and you make it suck for the dog to do that. How do you do that? Remote collar on a high level. Next. Camila or Camilla, however you want to say it. How may I treat aggression in a two-month-old puppy? It's not play bite. She's a Jack Russell. Gets pretty serious. Okay. So if you have it... it I, Okay, I so Camilla or Camila, I think I'm gonna call you Camilla. It's eight weeks old. I'm not gonna, you know, to me, I don't know if, if you have an eight week old aggressive dog. It might appear to be aggressive, but I'll tell you what to do. I don't know how many puppies you've raised, I don't know how many puppies with excessive biting, like play biting, that you've raised. But at eight weeks old, if it's truly aggressive, that's genetic. And I have a good conversation with a breeder. But if I had an eight-week-old puppy that was getting aggressive with me, it would stop in about three seconds. What would I do? I'd probably scruff it. And that's not how we train dogs here. Just for full clarification, we don't scruff dogs here. But I'm talking about my own dog. It's like, are you serious? You're going to put your mouth on me? I'd bonk it. No, bonk. I would do something that made the dog think that acting aggressive was not acceptable. The problem is that most owners are going, oh, it's a stage, they'll grow out of it. Or, oh, let's back away from the puppy. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. The dog gets gets fed out of a bowl. The puppy is eating it. And all of a sudden, maybe you like notice like, I don't know, there's a grape in there. You don't want the dog to eat the grape or something. And you reach down for it and the, the, the puppy growls at you and you back away. Like that dog should be halfway across the room already after doing that. But owners don't do that. Mm -mm. They back away. 
and now now we're starting on now we're starting on the dog going yep i can guard stuff yeah or at eight weeks old you grab it you hold it up in the air and you're like are you fucking nuts and i know this sounds harsh but we've rehabbed so many aggressive dogs that we all keep saying like if more people did this when they were raising the puppy and i know a lot of people don't get dogs as puppies anymore but like for those of you that are having puppies or even if you for, are having any dog that is being aggressive towards you for the first time, let it know that is not acceptable. And you're not mad. You're not upset. You're not yelling. You're not screaming. But it's more about like, what are you kidding? You can't do this. Mm. You cannot do this. So I, would, I just wish more people had that attitude. But I think I think the society has made it so un-PC yeah. to do that. It's like, oh, no, we'll reward your dog out of that. Really? Okay. Redirect it. Next. Um, Gina, recalled my dog off squirrels on our hike the other day. He turned on a dime after weeks of working on it, and I cannot thank you guys enough for the tools you've shared to get him on, get him to this point. Gina, that means Good for, job, Gina. you've been doing the hard work, so proud of you. Gretchen, hi, guys. I'm watching my goats while I listen. Well, that sounds interesting. I really like goats. How are you doing, Gretchen? Like baby, you like baby goats. Yeah, like once they're older. It's like, get, what the hell do I here. do with you now? That's right, right. I don't know. They're pretty funny animals. Yeah, it's like your relationships. You're a year. It's been a year. Goodbye. Next. Two, usually. Yeah, two. Just kidding. Great. Um, <laughs> eyes really itchy. Um, Hater Slayer. Uh, I see. I actually saw an effect when we went out during a full-on thunderstorm. He was aware of the weather, but there was no more lightning or thunder, so we just did normal potty walk. Nice. Carol Ann Smith said, in Scotland, chill. Haters hate. In Scotland, chill. Haters hate. I don't know what that means. Yeah, there's a lot of, well, in the UK in general, mm. a, lot, a lot of haters. Emily, any suggestions on how you find a dog sitter for a dog with a bite history? Yeah. Try to find a dog sitter, like ask the dog sitter, like, have you worked with biting dogs? What's your protocol? What are you going to do? How are you going to get the dog out of the crate? Going to kiss it. Yeah. That should be the number one answer they don't say. Uh, this is what I would do is <laughs> if a dog sitter comes to your house and immediately wants to like get on the floor and become best friends with your dog, it's mm -hmm. like you're setting yourself up for a lawsuit. It's like, listen, I don't need you to be my dog's friend. I need you to like make sure my dog is fed, watered, pottied. And exercised like that's all i need and you like but so i would look i would talk to your i would talk to your vet a vet tech vet techs have a lot of experience with like really 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 challenging dogs mm -hmm. um so do groomers see if a dog trainer a dog trainer knows of anybody they might have a dog sitting division next deborah thank you thank you for the bonker instantly stopped resource guarding in my gsd yep it sure does. What? It sure does. Let's let's do this. Let me just see what I can do with this thing. Boom. There you Ooh. go. Let's leave that up there for a while. Next. Riley, second question. Working and improving on arousal level with my four-year-old pit mix, but it seems to be getting worse while inside the car without having an e-collar. How should I correct in the car? Um, it would help if you had an e-collar because it's hard to correct a dog in a car. Um, it's hard to correct a dog in a car when you're driving. Like, what do you do? Can't give it a leash. Really give it a leash pop. So invest in an e-collar. Yep. Next. Um, Karen. Oh, my God. 
I'm sorry, guys. This thing just bumped me to the bottom again. So, and if people want, people always ask about like you know low low cost e collars. They're really, really, um, they're really, really not. I know. Not, I saw yeah, it already. Not, not worth it. All right, Karen. Um, so proud of my 18 month old boy yesterday when we had a thunderstorm. He was a little curious, but stayed calm and in place. Been doing your balance training for six months. It's a lifestyle now. Yep. Love it. Yeah. All training should be a lifestyle and hopefully it's one that works, works for you. Hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. If not do something else. Like, what are you doing then? Yeah, I mean, some things do take time though. Yeah. You know, they do take time, but still, you know, I, I know people have been working things for, I don't think for two years. It's like, Whoa, hold on here. You've seen some progress. Right. Next. Dawn, orange shag carpet with shit all over it. I'm dying over here. Look at a bitch to clean. Oh my god. You couldn't even use like a regular pooper scooper. It makes you want to throw up. No, it would just smear it. It wouldn't even that. Smear. What do you what, 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 what smear? Smear. You, you, you smear cream cheese, honey. You don't smear poop. Yeah, you do. On a bagel? In a shag carpet. It's true. Ugh. Next. Karen Shag in Australia is a bit awkward. LOL. I know. So is like so is Bonking. I know in the UK. Mothman, have you ever had more trouble training an owner than their dog? Absolutely. That's like that's the that's, gig. That, that's the gig. Almost every one. Yeah. Owner training. The, the the true art of being a pet dog trainer, a family pet dog trainer for hire, is your skill set on how to train a human. Timing markers. Not how to train the dog. Yep. Training the dog is the easy part mm -hmm. on every single, on every single, and every single client we've ever had. And that doesn't mean they're difficult clients, but that means it's like, they're not dog trainers. They just want, you know, you know, they just want, and, and, it, and they don't need to be dog trainers. No. They, they shouldn't be. Next. Um, Camila, for how much time should I train my dog with his daily kibble? I'm all, Camila, it all depends on how much time you have. I'm one of these realists that are just like, I only have 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night to train my dog. Is that enough? I'm like, if that's all you Better have, if that's all you have. I mean, or get up half an hour earlier, go to bed half an hour later and split the difference. Now you got 30 minutes and 30 minutes. Then you got 15 minutes to yourself and 15 minutes to yourself. So, I mean, or get off of, you know, scrolling on, on Tinder and, 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 you know, work with your dog, but training could be a lifestyle. Like right now we've got five dogs all settled down all around us. Theoretically, we're training. And Angelo keeps walking in and out of the room. Well, he's done it twice. But it's like, hey, hey Ange. But, you know, if he didn't want, if he wasn't going to, uh, 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 if these dogs were probably not relaxed, who knows what they would do? And he doesn't even want them to come up and lick him in the face or come up and, you know, knock him over or anything, anything like that. He killed me today. I'm like coming in and I'm like about to let Wes outside, but there were some dogs in the lobby. So I'm like, Angela's like, I'm going to the office. I'm like, well, Wes is right there at the door. I'm like, tell him to get out of the way. He's like, Wes, get out of the way. And he like walks right into it. Wes is like, okay. <laughs> He's such a little boss. I love it. Wes is a very large, powerful, dominant German shepherd. He takes him seriously, though. That's, thank very you. Very seriously. Think about that. So Wes is, uh, 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 been rehabbed for dog aggression. Yeah. And he growls at some humans sometimes. Um, absolutely. And he does go into protection mode sometimes. Mm -hmm. And he's a large dog. And Angelo is seven years old and literally does what walks in. Walks into him and saying West didn't even like and, and, and try to like block the door. He completely moved out right. of the way. And like, the reason is is because I'll give you there's two reasons. They're connected though. Angelo thinks 
then he can do it. Yeah. And Wes thinks he's supposed to do it. Uh -huh. So so it's like that. That's the that's the art of dog training. Mm -hmm. Like Wes believed Angelo. Yep. That's it right there. Are you believable to your dog? Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Next. $25 top chat from Hannah. J&J, here's a donation to your Starbucks fund. Jeff, you were in charge of the fund. LOL. Hannah, it's all going to go to Joelle because she gets what she wants. Stop. Nicole said, join the Stop team. as in. Can't wait to it's, check it it's, out. It's true. Just don't tell people about it. Stop. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought you were saying. You don't have to advertise that to the world, Jeff. Right. Okay. It's true. I just make shit happen. Though. That's right. There's a difference. Next. Um, Jay. I think they're talking to each other, so I'm not going to read that. I don't think that's okay. a question for us. Okay, Mothman, any experience teaching dogs to run alongside a bicycle with you? Yeah, absolutely. So once your dog, Mothman, once your dog knows heel, the first step is literally just walk the bike. So the bike's on your right, dog's on your left. And you're just walking next to it. Got to get that. You got to get that dog used to like the movement of the wheels, and then just start riding your bike and put your dog in heel. That's it. The biggest thing you got to worry about is the is the tires catching the dog or the leash getting tangled up. But dogs can walk just fine, and they make all these fancy attachments. I just grab the leash and tell my dog to heel next to me. Next. Um, Anahita, hi, thanks for the helpful content. Wondering how to set up an online consult. We are in Canada, need your help. So what you do is this, um, you go to um, solidcaninetraining.com, you go into the shopping cart, and then in there is like, you can actually shop for online training. There's like 30 minutes, there's 60 minutes, and you just purchase it just like you're purchasing a product, except for you're purchasing a service. And then we get an email on every purchase. And then I will email you and um, ask you what a good time and date is. So it's pretty seamless. Next. Wendy, eight month old doing well on walks with prong, leash and spatial pressure, squirt to face. He still gets in front, excited with the world. Just keep walking, exposing, and he'll stop getting ahead. No. Um, your dog's at a critical age right now. Number one, he's probably going to be pulling more shit than usual. Use watch my spatial pressure video. Next. That teaches the dog how to actually walk behind you. If you see... It says she's doing it, though. Leash and spatial pressure and yep. squirt to face. It's possible that you're not doing... The, the the spatial pressure, a lot of people are not doing it totally correct because they're not getting the dog to totally disengage. Or they're just chasing it in circles. Right. Next. Um, Annie. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Like always, thanks for all the free info. I received my prong and boss collar from you. Thanks. Waiting on the thick hair contact points. They come in. Awesome, Annie. Awesome. Next. Kathy B, the playground is officially closed by our stupid city right now due to COVID, which is asinine. He will, he did not potty. If we, if he had, I would have cleaned up well. Kathy B, I know. There's a lot of, I'm not going to even get into it. Next. Megan, working with a client GSD with super anxiety. Yes, separation anxiety, but also just anxiety in general. Doing lots of place work, crate time, and duration downs. What else can I do? I started e-collar and prong walk too. So what you can start doing is, believe it or not, is working the dog to the messy middle is once you start teaching that dog baseline commands, start working on your 3Ds, duration, distraction, and distance. And once a dog has a good comprehension of those, start holding your dog accountable. That's going to help the dog work through stress. The thing is that people are like always under threshold. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, work the dog above threshold. You need to learn how to handle stressful situations. Next. 
Um, Keone May. Happy Saturday in Australia. That's right. It is Saturday. Depends on where you are. It's either 13 or 14 hours ahead. Next. Annie, I've been trying to get on one of those Zooms with you on Tuesday or Thursday, but I'm always working. I will try again on next Tuesday. Happy Aloha Friday. All right. That'd be great, Annie. That'd be really great. Tuesdays and Thursdays at, at 3 p.m. Next. Janie, how old does my 16-week-old German Shepherd puppy have to be to get a prong collar for walking? You can start today. Next. Anahita, nine-year-old Doberman, very obedient, but bad behavioral issues. Moving into a condo and will be around a lot more dogs. Suggestions to deal with reactivity, nick or prong collar, correct to focus? Well, you don't need the dog to focus necessarily on you. That might be too hard to do at the beginning. You just want your dog to stop being reactive. So a lot of people like are using focus. Like, don't be reactive. Look at me. What's mm -hmm. step one? Don't be reactive. Well, it's yeah. like if a dog wants to look straight ahead or on the ground, you know, who cares? Start teaching the dog how to do a proper heel behind you. It puts the dog into a different state of mind as well. It also puts the dog in a different state of mind. So always keep that in mind. Um, the dog literally is like, that dog seems so relaxed. And then as soon as they start creeping up a little bit more and start scanning, remember, dogs are predators. Their yeah. eyes are in front of them. They're always looking for something to hunt. So let them hunt the back of your leg. Next. The ears are always a good tell. Yes. These little satellite dishes. Yes, like, that... Oh, yeah. Um, Megan, also, question about the e-collar. Can you train multiple commands on the e-collar at one time? I normally train the collar with just recall in the beginning, but can I do one session with recalls, then another a few hours later with escape conditioning with place? Or does the dog need to be awesome with recall first before moving on? No, you can definitely do like you said. And then... The way you're describing it by breaking it up into literally totally different training sessions at the beginning, you can do, and then eventually you can just like put them all together. Next. Hey, Beth Haglia. Hi, Jane. Jay Foster tried to hump. As soon as he heard the no marker from my partner, Foster instantly went into avoidance. Boyfriend thought he missed the correction, so didn't actually correct. What would Jeff do? Never seen it in other, any other time. They'd never been unsupervised. But it worked. He said no, but they didn't actually follow through with a correction. But the, but the dog stopped humping. Yes, but so, saying what would Jeff do? Like, would you have corrected or not? Yeah, yeah, but the dog. But it's too late now. But it's too late. So you know, but it sounds like the dog understands what no means. So I'm sure in other in other um, applications, a battalion, you use the word no, obviously. So that was just like one more thing. Ideally, yes, you want to follow up with a correction, but you missed it. But the good thing is the dog. Understood it. Next. Bo, greetings from oh. Oso. I was just watching one of his videos and Brittany said, Oso here. The sound on the computer was not very loud, but Oso heard it and came to me running. We are doing great. Awesome. Yeah. That happens a lot. Mm -hmm. In fact, on we my, were just talking about Oso today. Yes. On my old shows, people would be like, as soon as I turn your show on, my dog comes over and just lies down on the floor. This is when I was the, when I only did the training. It happened all the time. When I used to go to people's houses, yeah, I used to get that a lot. Yeah, nice. we're like, how's Oso? They were asking, like, wonder how the COVID crew is doing. I'm like, well, I know Oso's doing great. Yeah, I know the COVID. We call them the COVID crew. I know they were here forever. There was a, it was a rough for that because people couldn't get their dogs. Yeah, they couldn't. They, they couldn't either. It was a good group though because they were all friendly and they all like loved socializing together. Yeah, yeah, they're like bros. Yeah, it was Oso, Ranger, Rocket, and Goose. Yeah, they were all here for a long time. <laughs> All here for a long time. 
<laughs> some of them almost, we're all in quarantine together. So much some of them almost overextended their stay. Yeah. Almost. Not yeah. not also though. No. Hannah. Hi, I just want to say thank you so much for all you do. I have a reactive seven-year-old Ozzy who has been reactive most of his life. He's had multiple off-leash dogs come after yeah, him. I we know. introduced the prong collar, driveway drills, and structured walks eight weeks ago, and finally seeing improvement in calmer walks. I have a few questions about things we are still struggling with, but wanted to first express how thankful I am for you guys. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, that's really one of the best ways to get a reactive dog yeah. is to have off-leash dogs rush it, which is not your fault. But that's why I'm so, so passionate and firm about when people have have off-leash dogs rush them to literally kick them away. Better get them out of there. And so many people are like, oh, my God, that sounds harsh. I'm like, okay, a couple thousand dollars later and you're still training your dog to not be reactive around other dogs. Yeah. And you're living a life of hell because you can't go anywhere anymore with your dog that used to be calm and now he's exploding when it sees a dog. It's like... Trust me on that one. The last thing you want your dog to do is to be rushed by an off-leash dog or attacked. Next. Gretchen, LOL. That's why they go to the butcher at the end of the summer. I'll miss the friendly one. He constantly jumps on me and cuddles. He would have had a better life if he were female. Tough luck. LOL. Yep. yep. That's what happens to animals. They turn into food sources. That's why I don't eat meat. It's no, <laughs> not why you don't eat meat. <laughs> Kristen started training anxious, aggressive peak about 10 days ago using your techniques now he doesn't want to poop on the leash even if i use the break command well if he doesn't poop on the leash because that makes for a messy leash you know i mean your hands get on the leash and that's the worst it, ugh, it's so disgusting don't poop on the leash it's so it's like when we do when we have dogs that first come in that they sometimes have to do a leash drag outside they fucking piss right on the leash that happened in social today. It's like, you've got to be kidding They're dragging me. the leash, and like literally the dog's pooping. We're like, she's not going to poop on the <laughs> leash. And she spun around and pooped on the leash. We're like, are you fucking kidding me? She was so close. We're like, yeah, perfect positioning. We're <laughs> like, then she, then she pivoted. Did she, she yeah, pivot? She did. Last second Right pivot. on the leash. Last second. Yep. She didn't know that We're pooping. all watching like spectators. We're like, is she gonna? Is she gonna poop on the leash? We actually do like those side bets. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Five bucks, five bucks, like, five bucks. The stuff as a dog trainer <laughs> yeah. that entertains So, you. so I think um, all, what you got to do is it's like it, you know, we, the dog. We we have dogs that actually don't poop on leash as well. Yeah. And you got to though, because I don't trust you off of a leash. Um, and you got to wait them out. You got to wait them out next. They eventually will. Um, Don, have you ever excused a dog's behavior on restructured training based on the breed of a dog you're working with? Um, well, Don, I mean, was being, be, so I'm a, you know, we're family pet trainers and rehabbers. So historically what we work with, there's no excuse for any unwanted behavior, no matter what the breed is. Okay. So there's no breed out there that gets a free pass on counter surfing. There's no breed out there that gets a free pass on not listening to commands. There's no breed of dog out there that gets a free pass on humping or jumping on people or biting ankles of kids, even your herding dogs. Herding as an H-E-R-D-I-N-G, because they weren't bred to bite kids. So if they were, then all these farm dogs would be killed, right? So, um, so the only excuse we've ever used is maybe a dog that had surgery on its back end and couldn't do a good sit yep. or couldn't sit at all. Or was uncomfortable sitting. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm probably not going to get, you know, a dachshund to jump off of a climb or a yeah. double, double climb. You know what I mean? Right. So other than, but no, no, not for what we do. Mm, Emily said, by the way, I'm in the U S Oh, okay. Shelby, we have a Malinois and a blue healer mix. Both are females and they get into fights about once a month. Yeah, that sounds about right. We've removed all the toys from the home and any triggers that cause them to argue. Is there anything we can do to improve their relationship? They do cohabitate for most part when we have e-callers for the fights, but we want to prevent any future ones because we don't want anyone to get hurt. So number one, let's just hold it right there because there's a word, there's a human word in there. Yeah. Cause them to argue. They're not arguing. They're fighting. And fighting causes injuries. So what I want, what you want them to do is you want them to just exist together for starters, but it's possible that it's not just a resource because you are also, a, well, okay, okay. It's possible that it's not like a material resource, like a toy or a bone or food. It could be you or another human in the house that's the resource. It could be a lot of different things. Dogs fight for lots of different reasons. Um, it could be because you got two females living together. That's usually cause enough to fight, right? So there's there's a lot of different issues. What you need to do is catch them in the act and make it suck. Next. Megan, one of your shows, not sure which, you said something like, we work place sits and downs, but don't really focus on the crate drills. And you said why, since it's so important. Well, I took that and started working it like I would place. And now the GSD client is doing so much better after just one session. Oh, got it. I got it. I made a general statement saying people don't work on crate drills enough. Yep. Why not? It's like, my dog doesn't want to go in the crate. I'm like, how many times have you practiced it? Yeah. If my dog doesn't want to go in a down, I'm going to train it a good down. I'm going to do hundreds of repetitions. Why don't you do that with a crate? Same thing. I'll start a session with a dog and if the crate manners aren't perfect. That's what I'll work that, that'll on. That'll be your first like, session. We were going to do down, but guess what? Now we're going to do the crate, the crate for 20 right. minutes. Right. Well, if we have a dog that busts out of the crate, like we're going to work on that until you get it right. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those, that's one of those things like you can work in one session until it's right. Yes. Where there's like other stuff like proper heel might take multiple sessions. Right. Recall takes a lot of sessions. Um, a downstay around distractions takes a lot of sessions, but in and out of a crate, you can do like, no, we're going to do it right now. The second. Right now. Um, Camila, with my question about the kibble, I was referring to when I start feeding it in a bowl. That's a question about the kibble. How long can she work her dog with its daily kibble or something like that? Um, oh, 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 without putting, oh, and before you put it over in the bowl. Well, we get off, we get the dog off of food once they know the command. Next. Um, Kyle, hi, j and I'm moving at the end of June. What are good ways to get your dog used to a mm -hmm. new house? She's still fairly young at one year old and want to make sure it's a smooth transition. Good. So you got a month to, you got a month, massive amounts of structure right now. And when you move to your new house, your dog doesn't have to investigate every square inch because you can't tell your dog's going to just piss all over the place. Next. Mary, I have a Husky who ignores come when she's hunting chipmunks. Yep. What can I do? She also eats the plants in the garden when she feels like it. So I would remote collar train your dog, number one. She's going to be two next week. Okay, so happy birthday. Happy early birthday. So I would remote collar train your dog. And the reason why is this is because your dog goes deaf when the chipmunks arrive. Your dog goes deaf. So, I mean, we have, I've got two of my dogs, well, all of my dogs are high drive, but I've got two dogs that easily blow through a hundred on a remote collar when they're in drive. And they don't even they don't even twitch. It's like they don't even feel it. 
So they work on single digits. They work on single digits. Probably West, same way with West. Mm-hmm. Same way with West. 100? What? Did you say something? Did you? Are you Nothing. Are you talking to me? Because I, I didn't hear you. Uh, you. What? Huh? Stoic. Yeah. So, uh, but my Malinois blows through it easily. Easily. So, but I would, what I would do is I'd work your dog on remote collar and on recall and then start training your dog up. And then eating the plants would be a, um, a pretty high correction. Yeah, landscaping is expensive and poisonous, depending. Yes, on. a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of the mul- the mulch and the. Do you uh, know poinsettias are wicked poisonous to dogs? Not just not they're the not Christmas just, plants. They're not just they're not just poisonous. They're wicked poisonous. Like yeah, like double double poison. Like who knew? That's so right. random. Wow, who knew? They're New England poison. Yeah, that's right. It's like the New England mob. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you can't only get poinsettias in New England, can you? No, but it's like wicked. Oh. (laughs) I know. I only feel like I don't say that word a lot. I just do once in a while when I'm like really like trying to emphasize something. Right. Wicked poisonous, guys. (laughs) Um, Maddie, my papillon is dog and human aggressive. She responds to corrections on walks with the prong, but inside the house seems unaffected by it. Is it okay to use the prong on a walk, but e-collar and other situations? Sure, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, this is the thing about papillons is like, it's a smaller breed dog. People are like, why do you have to do that? It's like, it's still a dog. I mean, the way, the look way we got right now, yeah, this is the way I look at it. Yeah, you're right. The probably, yeah. Bear, the, the, the chihuahua. bear, the chihuahua. He's like the most aggressive dog we've had in a long time. Right. And not, not, not as far as like, he's just a chihuahua. It's like, no, the, the intent of the bites, Yes, the intent of the bites and then not caring about the corrections and in the beginning, not caring about a reward. Um, full blown charge with the crate, try to attack you. Yeah. So, what? Um, it's like if your if your papillon runs out into traffic and gets hit by a car and dies. Well, I think your heart would probably be is break as much as it would if it was your German Shepherd. It's still your dog, so you still want your small breed dog to be up to a certain skill set. So, does that mean you have to use tools? No, but it's also no reason not to use tools. Next. Uh, Kayla, any other drills for a dog who doesn't have spatial awareness? Example, we'll step on you or sit on you. I've watched the spatial pressure video. Teach the out command, meaning get out of here. Like, get out of here. Next. Blake, training the dog is easy. Being able to train the human is the hard part. It is, and that is the job of a real pet dog trainer. Uh, Again? Yes. Damn, girl. Hate the stupid keyboard. What's Darwin. The, the keyboard? Yeah, it's not my freaking fingers, that's for sure. I'm hitting it at like a perfect cadence just to make sure I don't fuck it up and it's still doing it. Darwin, hey Jeff, what do you mean by the dog is at a critical place at eight months? Does it get better? Thank you. No, it gets worse. <laughs> so usually at nine, well, I mean, it could start at eight months. Up until a year old, between nine and 12 months old, dogs are sort of like. I'm not going to listen to you. Anymore. No, no, there's, there's no, yeah. no, there's better things out there. You know, there's, there's a lot of when they're younger, they don't have the confidence yet. It's not even that. It's like, you're everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it all depends. I mean, a lot of dogs are like, if you, if you bring your dog here before six months old for a boarding train, we always tell owners like, don't be surprised at nine months old, 10 months old, your dog starts going, you know, like what? And then you're all of a sudden going, what happened? What happened to my dog? Like if someone brings their dog here at six months old for a boarding train and they bring their dog back for say two, two and a half, I'm like, it's sort of a new dog. Like your dog doesn't need a refresher. Your dog needs a boarding train. Yeah. Next. Megan, ever had a dog that doesn't whine for anxiety but pants extremely heavy? Absolutely. 
that is what the GSD I'm working with is doing. Tried to correct it, but don't want to confuse him. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's it's hard. I would work on duration work though, and I would work on the head with a double, double down. down. Double yeah. down. Next. Hannah, I've been doing driveway drills and structured walks one to three times a day with my reactive Aussie for two months with prong collar. He's much calmer walking by people, but still gets very anxious as soon as the dog is in sight. I pop the leash as soon as I see loading and have to do multiple pops. Should we still be at this point or is there something I'm doing incorrect? Maybe graduate to e-collar. Yeah. We also had another off-leash dog come up Jesus. to us the other day. No contact as dog eventually went back. So I would, yeah, two months is a long time. Okay, it's not too long. But to do driveway drills for two months, yes, it's a long time. But we've had dogs here that, like, we wish we had two months with. Yeah. So, like, there's a dog here right now would be like, yeah, you need, like, six months. So, no, there's always those dogs. And that's another thing I don't think people realize. Like, we get dogs in here that, like, need, like, total lifestyle reboot. Yep. Total lifestyle reboot. No fault of the dog. No fault of the owner. No. It's just reality of it all Stop. just the reality of it all lynn but i would get a sorry but i would get a um get yourself a remote collar all right 759 don't go any rants ready lynn fostering german shepherd who's reactive to kids looks like a must looks like a mistrust constantly watches even after we pass how do i stop this um correct the dog for loading at kids and for for rubbing necking next tiffany do you have a video somewhere talking about how to introduce and e-collar to a dog yes I'm afraid of doing it wrong and messing up the dog. I know I need to be consistent, but I need more guidance. We want to use this to discourage her. One and a half year old Basenji against chasing cars and growling and going after me. I'm not the owner. My girlfriend is who recently moved in with me. As well as not leaving alone my 12 year old Yorkie who has told her time and time again, he does not want to be both. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Number one, this is the last question of the night. So number one, Tiffany, yes, I've got a, vi a video on how to set up a, a remote collar. Number two, you probably won't mess up your dog because you're afraid of messing up your dog. And what I want you to do is um, it's and make sure you and your girlfriend are on the same page with all the training. All right. We're going to get going right now. It's Friday. We'll see everybody Monday night. We've got a busy weekend ahead. I still, we still got a busy night ahead. Um, and uh, madly in love with all of you. Thank you again, Joelle, for, for taking the time to do this. I really, really appreciate mm -hmm. you co-hosting the show. It's always a pleasure. And um, everybody take care. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.